NFL, college football, fantasy football, and professional wrestling. This is Spinebuster Sports. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Feast Football Show, brought to you by Spinebuster Sports and your friends at Skymint Premium Cannabis. As always, I am the Cake, joining you here from the Hashtag Cake Studios. What a night of football we had last night. Uh, Chiefs Chargers opening up the Amazon Prime Thursday night football schedule. I guess a lot of people were freaking out because there was a glitchy stream. Uh, a lot of people hating on Jeff Bezos this morning because of it, but I'm sure they'll get everything, uh, all the kinks fixed out, everything worked out, ready to go. Uh, we did have it at the bar last night, which was nice. Uh, channel uh, 9526 on direct TV if you're a bartender out there and couldn't find it last night uh, but great game you know um the Chiefs win 27 to 24 had to make a little bit of a comeback there in the second half but the Chargers came out firing all cylinders that uh their offense was marching up and down the field with no issues uh they kept catching uh Fenton uh in the secondary for the Chiefs on a lot of penalty calls which were keeping drives alive Justin Herbert looked great in the first half. They went into halftime with a 10-7 lead and jumped out to a 17-7 uh, lead early in the third quarter or about mid-third quarter or so. And, yeah, then all of a sudden things just changed. Like, you know, the Chargers' offensive line was getting decent protection on Herbert so he could throw the ball, and then some, about midway third quarter, things just flipped, and the Chiefs were getting so much pressure on Herbert, couldn't get the ball out. They had uh, a drive stall deep in their own territory. Uh, I think they punted the ball from the three. The Chiefs got the ball and ended up getting the ball on uh, the 35. It was... Uh, you know, easy field goal, I believe they got after that. And then uh, the biggest difference maker of the game last night was the 99-yard interception return by Jalen Watson, a guy who three years ago was working at Wendy's trying to figure out how to continue uh, his football career and uh, takes a 99-yard interception off Justin Herbert to the house. Uh, a lot of people, like looking at the play, a lot of people were – uh, thought that Watson made a great play on the ball, which he did. I think that uh, Gerald Everett, who I guess was a little gassed from the play before, as was pointed out to me by a patron of uh, Main Street Pub last night, and Everett could have made a better play on the ball for sure. Could have you know played a little defense on there. He looked gassed and wanted to come out. They left him in there. The play went to him. And he didn't even try. He just pretty much quit mid-play. Uh, but, yeah, a um, couple takeaways from the game last night. I believe the Chargers defense looks legit. Like, you know, 
Kansas City put up 27 points and they won the game, but that first half, the Chargers defense was just smothering this team. Uh, Drew Tranquil looked great. Cleo Mack was in the backfield constantly. Their secondary looked absolutely amazing. Bosa was making big plays. I think this is, like I've said these last couple of weeks, this is the team that's going to, once they get out of playing, you know, they already got through playing the Raiders once and the Chiefs once. Now they're going to start playing teams outside of their division a little bit, and you're going to see this team really start dominating some football games and really see what this offense and defense can do. Hopefully, Justin Herbert is healthy. I'll have a slight report on that a little bit later in the show. But, yeah, great uh, Amazon Thursday night football game to start uh, the year. And you can't be very upset about that. Just a spectacular game really came down to the wire. Uh, a couple more takeaways from the game or so far this year. I think Clyde Edwards Hilarious looked great. He had 74 yards on eight carries last night. I think he's looked very effective in the first two games so far this year. Uh, so finally starting to get along in that Andy Reid offense. I think Austin Eckler has looked flat, at least running the ball. He looks great when he's catching the ball, the backfield for the most part, but he only had, I think, about 2.7 yards per carry last night, which didn't match well up with the he had 2.8 uh, yard per carry average last night, had a little bit over three yard per carry average. Uh, week one, I, I saw when Josh Kelly and uh, Sony Michelle were getting in there, they were looking more effective running the ball. Uh, it was pretty easy to see last night. And the fact that Patrick Mahomes is, you know, his numbers last night weren't spectacular, but he completed passes to nine different receivers last night. And shoot, freaking... Herbert completed passes to eight different receivers last night. You saw these guys really moving the ball around um, because of the play at both uh, both sides of, by both defenses. So it great football on the AFC West. It's a little preview of what we're going to see going into the rest of this year, and I am very excited for that. Uh, but now we are going to get in to the rest of our week two predictions. Uh, this is the Feast football show every week. Now we're going to do a Friday show where we go over the Thursday night game from the night before, and then we're going to do we're going to do a quick run through of all the football games for the weekend. I'm going to give you the line, the game lines, the over the unders, how the weather is going to be. Give you a fantasy player to start. We'll do some quick analysis. Like I said, I want to keep these episodes a little bit shorter than what we uh, used to do with the feast, but yeah, still keep it fun. Um, we're like I said, we're still brought to you by sky mint premium cannabis, of portage, go to sky mint portage, mention that you listen to the feast, receive 10% off your order, not stackable with other discounts must be 21 years or older to redeem. And the offer is only available at sky mint premium portage or sky mint premium cannabis of portage, Michigan. Talking is hard. Everybody, We'll get there. Uh, but looking at the big ones 
for big games for week one and uh, a couple big one o'clock window games Sunday we got the Dolphins at the Ravens Dolphins got the big win over the Patriots last week Ravens got a win that we all kind of thought they would against Joe Flacco and the Jets the weather looks like it's going to be beautiful in Baltimore it's going to be in the 80s almost no wind uh, Ravens are favored by three and a half. We got uh, over under of this game of 44 and a half. I think the interesting notes going in this game is that uh, can the Ravens is the Ravens defense still going to be as dominant as they have been in years past. And um, Mike McDaniels, the new Dolphins head coach, is he going to be able to scheme up some stuff to really get uh, this Dolphins offense going against this Ravens D it's going to be a fun game to watch. We're really going to see where this Miami team is versus uh, a team like the Ravens. And when it, we come to game predictions, I've got pr- the Ravens winning this game. And but like if we're going betting lines, I'm gonna pro- I'm gonna take the Ravens and uh, minus three and a half. I think start and then a fantasy player to start in this game. I think it's Mark Andrews. Uh, Dolphin, the Dolphins cornerbacks looked really good last week. I don't know if, uh, the Patriots wide receivers are really all that great, but I, you know, we're going to see Lamar go to his favorite target still. You know, we saw him hit a couple touchdowns to Devin Duvernay last week and one to Rashad Bateman, but I think you're going to see Mark Andrews doing what Mark Andrews does, showing why he's still one of those top two tight ends in the game. Uh, the other big game in the one o'clock window this week is uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, and the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans. So weather they're under the dome. Weather is not a factor. Uh, the Bucks are favored by two and a half points. We got over under a 44 and a half. This game I'm kind of downright puzzled about because the Buccaneers did not look great against the Cowboys. You know, the Cowboys do have a pretty decent defense, but so do the New Orleans Saints. And the Saints did not look great against the Falcons. They really had to come back. The Bucks defense did look good against the Cowboys team that didn't have Dak. So I think we'll get more questions answered about the Buccaneers defense this week, hopefully, and really see if they're legit or not. And if I'm going to pick uh, something in this game, I'm going to go with the... <sighs> I'm going to pick the Bucks to win straight up, but I'm going to take the Saints and the points, I think, at, uh, when it comes to betting lines. My fantasy player to start this week is Leonard Fournette. Saw Cordell Patterson have a good game against the Saints this week, and it's early on in the season. Fournette is still very healthy. He's looking good. I think he's going to be able to bruise around this uh, Saints team and, you know, really move the ball thinking probably over a hundred yards, maybe a touchdown or two. He would be my guy in, uh, if I had him to start for this game. And then, uh, the other two big ones of the week, both come in Monday night. The early Monday night game is the Tennessee Titans at. That's right. Josh Allen and the Buffalo bills, uh, weather for this game. It's going to be rainy all day in Buffalo. They're looking at winds up to 20 miles per hour. It could change the game script a little bit. The bills are favored by nine and a half points. This game with an over under of 48 and a half that 48 and a half over under is one of the highest ones of the week if you're into daily fantasy i would tell you to look at doing a monday if you could do both uh 
both games Monday night in a daily fantasy. These are going to be two games that you can really like pinpoint in because of the high over-unders. It means there's a higher implied uh, point total for both these games, obviously. And that's where you want to pinpoint on those offensive players for daily fantasy. So if you're doing daily fantasy, a little tip from uh, Pound Cake is... If you're doing daily fantasy, look at the high over unders. You want to, you, you know, you're going to have guys where matchups are going to be great, but look at the high over unders to do those little filling guys, you know, a uh, cheaper guy that maybe might catch a weird touchdown or two, you know, and really catapult you into making some money. Uh, like I said, the Bills are favored by nine and a half, over under 48 and a half. I, it, yeah, the Bills look great against the Rams. Opening night, Josh Allen looked spectacular, ready to become the face of the NFL, I think, ready to retire guys like a guy like Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and really carry the NFL to the next level. It's And the Titans looked flat. They kind of, you know, stalled out at the end of the game against the Giants. We saw the Giants had that comeback victory. Saquon looked uh, great. So I'm going to take the Bills and uh, minus nine and a half. I generally hate a line that long, but I, right now the Bills just look so good. Actually, yeah, you know, I actually I'm gonna scratch that. We're not taking the Bills minus nine and a half. We're gonna take the under on the 48 and a, 48 and a half because of the rain and the 20 mile per hour winds. Uh, my fantasy player to start in this game is the Buffalo defense. They looked great against the Rams last week. I think the Titans definitely are a step down offensively than the Rams. And we saw Derrick Henry kind of get beat up by the Giants' defense last week. Hopefully he can shake off some of those cobwebs and get it rolling. A lot of that could be if um, – I wasn't sure how much he played in the preseason, but you're going to see a lot of guys shake off the cobwebs who didn't really play in the preseason. And as the weeks start uh, – as we start getting through these weeks and they start getting more game time. Uh, and then the other Monday night game, is, I believe it starts at 8.30, is Minnesota Vikings at the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles dominated the Lions last week for the most part, other than a late surge by the Lions, and the Vikings absolutely dominated Green Bay Packers. Uh, whether it's supposed to be beautiful all day in Philadelphia, a slight chance of rain during the game, uh, but the winds are going to be around 10 miles per hour. Uh, the Eagles are favored by 2.5, getting the home love. Over under a 50.5. The Vikings defense looked good, so it's going to be uh, interesting to see how they react to a completely different style of offensive play by the Eagles. You know, the Eagles normally live and die by running the ball, but A.J. Brown looked spectacular last week against the Lions. Jefferson on the Vikings side of the ball looked absolutely great against the def uh, Green Bay Packers defense that was supposed to be one of the best defenses in the league that was thought out at the beginning of this year. So, uh, we talk about uh, game predictions. I'm gonna have to take. I'm gonna take. I, I think the Eagles are gonna win the game, but I'm take the Vikings on the points. Uh, on this one, my fantasy player to start this week is gonna be Delvin Cook. Philly gave up 175 yards to DeAndre Swift in Week One. I think we'll see Delvin finally get in the end zone this week and you know get a healthy dose of him and Justin Jefferson to get this game uh, rolling. And, yeah, I think Miss Liz Vaughn, good friend of the show, is going to be very happy to her Eagles starting out with a 2-0 record. 
All right, we're going to take a quick break and hit up that your favorite SkyMint Premium Cannabis promo. After the break, we're going to talk about some teams that have something to prove after uh, floundering in week one. And then and we'll uh, we'll finish up our week two coverage. This is the Feast Football Show brought to you by Spinebuster Sports. We'll be right back. Skyman Premium Cannabis. When your day's got you down and you feel like nada, go to Skyman Premium Cannabis and get a big bag of ganja. We're brought to you by Skyman Premium Cannabis of Portage, Michigan. If life has you down and you feel like you're in last, go to Skyman Premium Cannabis. They'll get you higher than a pterodactyl's ass. <laughs> Skyman <laughs> Premium Cannabis of Portage. <laughs> That's right. Skymint Premium Cannabis of Portage is the official sponsor and supplier of The Feast by Spinebuster Sports. Whether you're looking for some chocolate parfait number five, some Bing Bing OG, some Fatso, or some Slurricane, you can find it at Skymint Premium Cannabis of Portage. When life has you down and you don't want to front, go to Skymint Premium Cannabis. Pick yourself up a blunt. <laughs> Skyman Premium Cannabis. Portage, Portage, Michigan. Clearly, the guys love Skyman, and you can too. Whether it's pre-rolls, flour, gummies, wax, or anything in between, go to Skyman Portage and mention that you listen to The Feast to receive 10% off your order. Offer cannot be stackable with other discounts. Offer only available to those 21 years or older can offer only available at Skynet Premium Cannabis of Portage, Michigan. And make sure to tell them that you were sent by The Feast by Spinebuster Sports. Oh, welcome back, everybody. This is The Cake, and you are back with The Feast Football Show, brought to you by the one and only Spinebuster Sports and sponsored by SkyMint Premium Cannabis. Go to SkyMint Portage and enjoy their great selection of everything cannabis. Oh, said we were going to do a quick update on Justin Herbert. Seems that his x-rays this morning uh, we're negative. There might be some micro fractures that they're kind of worried about there, but we will see as uh, the weeks go on. Uh, keep an eye out and whether he's being held out of practice or not. And I imagine he will continue to play, but, you know, just keep an eye on those chargers. See how he's throwing the ball. Like I said, he got hurt last night, and then he zoomed one down the field right afterwards. So I have to imagine he is doing all right you just took a big hit at uh late in the game but like i said always uh stay informed folks stay tuning in here we'll have updates as we uh hear them and uh check back in on tuesday morning with the feast uh week two football uh wrap-up show every tuesday 8 a.m and now we're going to get uh, into some teams that have something to prove after some flat week one performances. 
The New England Patriots will be at the Pittsburgh Steelers 1 p.m. on Sunday. Uh, weather seems to be beautiful. The Patriots, uh, weirdly, I thought were favored by two and a half with an over under a 40 and a half. I, um, I thought the Patriots looked terrible week one. It seems like they're all the reports about them struggling to get the offense going uh, in New England have been true. They couldn't get it moving against Miami. Uh, their defense did look good. Uh, it slightly worries me with Trubisky at quarterback, but he does a very good job protecting the ball. Um, this is another one where my when I we're looking at a fantasy player to start in this game because of the the low over under. I would probably take like Pittsburgh's defense even without TJ Watt. I think Pittsburgh's defense is still probably one of the top 10 defenses in the league with all everything we saw last week from the Patriots struggling. I think they can still dominate this game, you know, there's probably going to be some touchdowns scored. Hopefully they get some turnovers. But when you look at this game and just what both these teams showed last week the injuries that happened uh, with not, guys like Najee Harris. It just seems that defense is the way to go. You could probably go either Pittsburgh or New England on this one. When we talk about game predictions, I think the Steelers are going to win. I'm going to take them and the points for the our, our game prediction of this week. We're going to move right into the Atlanta Falcons at the L.A. Rams 4 p.m. game. Uh, they're in the Dome. No weather to worry about. The Falcons blew a 16-point lead last week against the Saints. And the Rams looked really bad against the Bills. So both these teams with a little something to prove. The Rams are favored by 9.5 points in this game and the, with an over-under of 46.5. And, and I just don't have a ton of faith in Marcus Mariota against this Rams defense. You know, what we saw happen to the Rams last week is a product of Buffalo having a great offense, a spectacular offense, and a, one of the better quarterbacks in the league. And the Falcons don't really have that yet. I expect Jalen Ramsey to be all over Drake London. I expect uh, the Rams defense to dominate this game. So I will be taking the Rams. And I will give the nine and a half points. Uh, the fantasy player to start. This is my big duh of the week. Fantasy player starting this game is Cooper Cup. Uh, if week one proved nothing that... What happened last year with Cup is going to continue to happen. Allen Robinson only had two catches. He will get more involved as we move on, but until you see something from him, you probably don't feel great if you drafted Allen Robinson like I did in one of my leagues. But Cooper Cup, you can always, he's a stud. As uh, one of my buddies has always said, you always play your studs. Don't overthink it in fantasy. So Cooper Cup is your guy to play. He's my duh fantasy football play of the week. Um, then we're going to go into the Cardinals at Raiders game. Uh, we were talking about those high over-unders earlier. Uh, this is the highest over-under of the week at 51.5. It's 4 p.m. game. It's in Vegas. It's under the Dome. Uh, the Raiders are 5.5-point favorites. I think I think we still got a lot to find out about this Cardinals team yet. If uh, hopefully this defense plays a little bit tighter than last week, you know, Devontae Adams dominated against a very, very good Chargers defense. And, but he was the only one that dominated for the Raiders against that Chargers uh, defense. So 
Uh, when it comes to the Raiders, their secondary, it, I don't think, is nearly as good as the Chiefs. So hopefully we could see uh, Kyler being able to have a little bit more success through the air this week with uh, to guys like Hollywood Brown. Uh, I'm going to take the over in this game. I think the five and a half points is still a little much. The Cardinals did, you know, they got blown out by three touchdowns last week. They have something, a little chip on their shoulder, something to prove. Same with the Raiders for losing last week. So we see a lot of points score in this game. My fantasy player to start in this game, I think you can go tight end either side, but I'm going to pick Zach Ertz. I think uh, the Cardinals just don't have as many weapons. So you're going to see Kyler hopefully taking those middle of the road, keep the ball moving down the field uh, type of reads in the pocket. And I think you do the same thing with Darren Waller. Uh, Travis Kelsey had a hell of a day, game last week against these Cardinals, and I think Waller, you could see Waller do the same thing. Uh, but, yeah, and then uh, two more teams that are one team that came out flat and one team that I – just don't feel bad for them because I can't stand them. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals at the Dallas Cowboys, 4 p.m. on Sunday. <laughs> the Bengals minus seven or Bengals seven and a half point favorites over under a 41 and a half. I think the Bengals are probably going to dominate this game. It's going to be that's going to be the real storyline of this game is going to be the Cowboys defense versus the Bengals offense because we know what the Cowboys offense is and it's not much right now. So the defense really has to play out of their minds, keep this, uh, keep Jamar Chase at bay, and you know really kind of slow down uh, this potent Bengals uh, offense with Joe Burrow at the helm. Uh, the Bengals have to protect Joe Burrow. It seems like everything they try to do in the offseason, uh, signing offensive linemen to protect him and keep him upright, didn't work. He was uh, sacked something like six or seven times week one against the Steelers. Uh, I'm going to take the – I'm going to lay off touching this game. I don't like the seven and a half points. Um, I think, you know, it's at, in Dallas. The Cowboys defense could come to play. Um, so I am going to lay off this game when it comes to bet. I'm going to take the Bengals straight up to win. If when it comes to that, my fantasy player to start is Joe Mixon. We saw Leonard Fournette have a big game against uh, the Cowboys last week. I think Joe Mixon is his role is that of like an Austin Eckler for the Chargers. He, but he is running the ball very well. He's going to catch a lot of balls out of the backfield. He looked great in week one, and I think he's going to keep going. He finally is becoming a more consistent player every single week. You're seeing guys like him and CEH, guys that have been in a couple of years in the league and kind of had uh, little flashes of brilliance but struggled a little bit. They're becoming more consistent. I think it's, you know, the – there's a little learning curve at some of these positions that can take a minute. Uh, so, but yeah, Mixon will be my guy to start. And then uh, the last set of games before we finish it all off with the games that I'm not extremely excited about this week. It's the Bears at Packers Sunday night on NBC. Uh, the weather in Green Bay this uh, Sunday night is scattered thunderstorms all day and night. The the game talk is the Packers are being favored by nine and a half points. The over under is forty one and a half. I hate both these lines. I'm a huge Green Bay fan. I I don't like the over under. I don't like Green Bay minus nine and a half. I will uh, 
the Bears in the rain last week looked spectacular. I don't know if it's going to be quite the same situation in Green Bay, but we saw Green Bay have a ton of issues with their wide receivers. Hopefully they can get that worked out. You know, last year they came out week one, looked very flat against the Saints, got it figured out. Uh, ended up being the number one seed going into the playoffs. That didn't work out well for them. Hope, uh, like I said, hopefully we'll see Green Bay kind of figure these things out. And I'm going to take the Bears and the nine and a half points. I think Green Bay is going to win the game, but I it, nine and a half is just so much to cover when we're looking at the weather like this. And Green Bay's got the questions at wide receiver right now. If these guys can really step up and become. Um, impact players. My fantasy player to start this week in this game is Aaron Jones. I think once again, you're going to see him and A.J. Dillon complimenting each other so much. Aaron Jones is going to catch a ton of balls out of the backfield this year. Mark my words. And A.J. Dillon is going to be a viable fantasy option too. I think um, just with the weather, I think you're going to see and Rodgers trusts Jones a little bit more. I think you're going to see him checking down a lot more uh, hitting Jones in the middle, hitting Jones in the flat, just trying to keep the ball moving down the field, doing everything they can and just keep the ball moving, you know, not having to take big chances uh, with the weather like this. Uh, and yeah, so uh, before we get into the end of the grand finale, if you will, of this uh, feast Friday or feast football Friday, I got all the trips. This is Triple F. I got Triple P for the Pro Wrestling Show and Triple F for Feast Football Friday. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, Dry Bartender, something that I've kind of hinted to you guys about. So uh, Dry Bartender, it, I'm still working on it. It's going to be one of those uh, things that I got to take out a chunk of time to get a decent amount of work on. Um, but it will be coming soon. Dry Bartender is going to be uh, it's kind of a self-help po- or uh, podcast a little bit uh, for people uh, battling like uh, real serious types of addiction. Uh, I myself have been uh, off of alcohol for a little over six years now, and I just really want to help people. I know it seems weird because we're sponsored by SkyMint, but uh, I... I stand by wanting to help people. I have a ton of friends that have gotten sober off different substances over the years. Um, a lot of people that have that impact my life and uh, greatly that have had their own battles with addiction. And it's just about helping people. Uh, Dry Bartender is going to be a place where there's uh, no judgment. We're just going to talk. I just want to give people information, kind of be... Uh, that person that, you know, maybe if you're struggling one day, you listen to an episode and it helps you get through the day, helps you keep you uh, upright in your battles and keep rolling through life and just trying to make people uh, be the best version of versions of themselves that they can be. So that's what you're going to be doing. That's what you're going to be getting from me when once a uh, dry bartender finally premieres. Now when dry bartender finally premieres, I do, urge you to listen to the first two episodes uh i one of my big deals with uh this show is if i was going to do it and i was doing it going to do it right i wanted to be very transparent and very open with everybody about my struggles with alcohol so episode one of dry bartender is going to talk about 
uh, the first steps of battling addiction. And I am going to tell you my story with uh, my addiction to alcohol and how the, you know, give you some stories that maybe you'll laugh at, give you some stories that are kind of fucking sad. Uh, But just try to be as transparent as possible about uh, what I went through because I think it's important uh, for me to be open about that. So if, if people are going to take this show seriously, that they can trust me with what I'm saying. And then episode two is going to be more about my recovery, uh, my secrets that I have to recovery. And they're not really secrets at all. Like if you really, if people thought about them, they would a hundred percent agree. But like I said, look out for that. It'll be all over the Facebook page at, uh, uh, I, Spinebuster Sports on Facebook. You can find that at spinebustersports.com. Always go to shop.spinebustersports.com for all the sweet Spinebuster Sports merchandise. And we're going to roll through and finish off this week two NFL slate. Uh, One o'clock in the Sunday window, we have the New York Jets at the Cleveland Browns. Uh, It's supposed to be a sunny day. We do have some winds about 10 to 15 miles per hour. I don't think it'll really affect much of the game. Uh, the Browns are six and a half point favorites with an over under a thirty nine point five. Uh, with with Flacco still playing QB for the Jets, this is a game that I think the Jets have a better chance to win, even though the Browns are six and a half point favorites. Thing with the Browns though is, regardless of who they have playing quarterback, they have two stud running backs in the backfield with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt that they can feed the ball to. They have a good defense. Uh, as well, so I do. I am going to take the Browns straight up to win this game. I am going to take them. Uh, I am going to have them give the six and a half points. My fantasy player to start is going to be Nick Chubb. He ran all over Carolina Panthers last week. He did not. I don't believe he got in the end zone. Look to him to get in the end zone this week. Look to him to rack up a bunch of yards uh, on the ground. I mean, I think Kareem Hunt's a great fantasy player as well. Like, I think until what we see what Watson is when he comes back, Chubb and Hunt are great fantasy plays every week for the Browns. They're going to get the volume. That's going to be their MO. Uh, so, yeah, just keep throwing them in your lineup as long as you can. And as long as they stay healthy, you should be seeing a lot of uh, – heavy-duty fantasy points come from those guys. Uh, also in the 1 o'clock window, a lot of these games are in the 1 o'clock window on Sunday, Are is uh, the Panthers at the New York Giants. Uh, it's supposed to be a beautiful day in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Uh, the Giants are one-and-a-half-point favorites. The over-under sitting at 43-and-a-half. I think I'm going to take the Giants. I don't think we'll see what Baker has. Like Baker has these flashes of brilliance where he looks great keeps his uh teaming games but i i just am not sold on baker mayfield there's no doubt that no matter where he's when he's won he's found a way to win but i just think he reminds me of like a bad boy tim tebow i just think there's going to be a cap on him in the nfl and uh he's just not going to have that top-notch success so give me the giants give him the points and uh, my fantasy player to start saquon barkley he looked really great in week one it seems like he is 100 percent after the uh injuries that he's had the past couple years he, uh he was running hard he was going at uh, going right at contact so saquon barkley against this panthers defense they gave up a ton of uh points to nick chubb and kareem hunt last week give me saquon in that game uh 
the Colts at the Jaguars, 1 p.m. on Sunday. Reports are already that the Colts just did a walkthrough today and canceled practice because they are so beat up. Uh, we're in Jacksonville. There's a chance of rain, 10 of uh, 15 mile per hour winds. The Colts are favored by three and a half with an over under a 44 and a half. We saw the Colts kind of struggle uh, against the Houston Texans last week. I don't know if that was just uh, kind of pains with Matt Ryan. To start out the year, the Jaguars uh, went back and forth with a Washington Commanders team, almost got the victory. We saw Trevor Lawrence looking better at quarterback. I, in this game, I'm going to take uh, the Jaguars and the three and a half points. I'm just not completely sold on the Colts, but I am completely sold on the fact that the Jaguars could not defend the pass. That's why my fantasy player to start this week will be Michael Pittman. He looked great last week against the Texans. I think that continues against the Jaguars, who struggled a little bit against the pass last week. And if you are a Michael, if you have Michael Pittman on your fantasy team, I think you should have a pretty good week. Um, big game in my area, this being a podcast that is uh, – made in Michigan, the commanders, the Washington commanders go head to Detroit to face on the Detroit lions. 1 PM. The lions right now, one and a half point favorites. All these lines, by the way, are uh, from FanDuel Sportsbook online. Uh, the over under on this game is 48 and a half. This is the game. I think this is your, you're going to see the game. Hopefully the lions can play a complete game. I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, I do think that, Carson Wentz and Washington will be able to stay in this game still, but I do think this is the game. You're going to see the Lions get that victory finally. So give me the Lions, given the one and a half points. I think they probably win by three. I'm thinking my fantasy player to start this week, Antonio Gibson from Washington, Washington commanders. He's getting the volume because they don't have a whole lot right now uh, left with a uh, running back situation there. Uh, Detroit, had nothing but issues defending the run. They're going to have a lot of issues defending the run this year. So give me Antonio Gibson uh, for the commanders. Give me the Lions to get a victory. Oh, it's going to be sweet around here. Everyone's going to be so flipping happy. Uh, Four o'clock window game. We got the Seattle Seahawks uh, at the San Francisco 49ers. Game in San Francisco, it's going to be rainy all day, 10 to 25 mile per hour winds. We did not see San Francisco play very well with these uh, same conditions last week. They're eight and a half point favorites. The over under is 41 and a half. I hate, I thought the Seahawks looked good against Denver. They had a great game plan. I think you'll see Carroll implement a, a very similar type of game plan against Trey Lance and the 49ers. Uh, but the 49ers coaching staff is no slouch either. Uh, we just got to see if Trey Lance can find, like, actually really start. Uh, I know last week was a little weird because of the, just the terrible, terrible weather in Chicago. Hopefully they're at home. They get that home crowd behind him and, uh, Trey Lance can look a little bit better may, uh, and just move the ball a little bit better. I know the 49ers had a couple injury issues with Kittle and Elijah Mitchell. Um, you know, every team's going to have that this year, so you got to kind of do next man up and kind of keep rolling through everything. Uh, so, I, But I'm going to take Seattle on the points. I do think the 49ers should probably win this game, uh, but eight and a half points is a ton. And I'll take Seattle after the way they played Monday against Denver. I'll take them in the points. Fantasy players to start. I'm I am staying away from this game. Uh, with the weather conditions, uh, 
what we saw week one out of both these teams, I don't want anything to do with I don't want anything to do with DK Metcalf. I don't want anything to do with Debo Samuel. I don't want anything to do with any of these guys. Keep them all away from me. Let this game just kind of happen, move on, and forget about it. Uh, if you have Metcalf, I apologize. It's going to be a rough year. He is going to get in the end zone eventually and have some good games, but it's just going to be they're going to game plan and use him as a decoy probably constantly in this year. And then last game of the week before we get in to our little bit of dessert for you guys to think about as we head into the NFL weekend. We got the Texans at the Broncos, a 4 p.m. Sunday game. Weather in Denver is going to be sunny. Uh, wind's going to be low. Broncos are nine and a half point favorites with an over under a 45.5. Um, you know, I've said this entire episode, I don't like these long points, but I think with what just happened to Denver and Seattle, I think you can take Denver and give the nine and a half points in this game. The Texans, uh, this Denver defense is very, very good. And I just don't think the Texans are going to be able to keep up, you know, uh, eventually old Rex Burkhart is not going to, or Rex Burkhead is not going to be able to shoulder the load of your running game you're gonna have to go to a guy like Damian Pierce and give him his shot uh, I just think this Broncos defense is gonna smother them so give me the Broncos get uh give the nine and a half points my fantasy player to start this week is Javante Williams uh for the Broncos Williams was really that uh, safety valve for Russ last week, just kind of dipping it down to him underneath the coverage and letting him get a few yards and uh, gather up those points. So I think that continues in this game with the Texans who have a very um, lackluster defense. And yeah, he's a guy I, I expect big things out of Javante Williams this year. I have him in one of my leagues and I just expect uh, him to be that guy that takes the, like we always say, takes those next steps, if you will. And before we get out of here, uh, I do want to take a second to thank everybody who continues to listen and supports uh, Spinebuster Sports. I appreciate it so much. Uh, I know I'm kind of all over the place with the pro wrestling and the football shows. Hopefully over the next couple of weeks, we'll get all the kinks worked out with everything. I'll, uh, it'll start sounding more like a Spinebuster sports show that you've gotten used to listening to in the past. Um, but one quick thing I want you to kind of think about going in this weekend. You know, Dak Prescott gets hurt last week, breaks his hand, could be out as long as eight weeks. Dallas decides not to put him on the PUP, not to try to sign or trade for anybody so far this week. Um, I just, I know we touched a little bit on Monday. I, I, I'm questioning Jerry Jones as a general manager, as an owner at this point, um, week one, if you lose your starting quarterback, you know, you're going to lose him for eight weeks and it's a injury to his throwing hand, an injury that uh, could still have issues. Once he does come back, I think you have to, you almost have to, just to look at the rest of the players in that locker room and be like, hey, like we still want to win. Like we're like we're in the NFC East. We still got a shot at this thing, and we go out and get somebody that can you know lead this team to victories. Why Dak's gone? Because you don't want to look at guys like Diggs and Parsons on the defensive side of the ball and be like, hey, I know you guys are young and whatnot, but we're just gonna kind of like sacrifice a year of your career for the betterment of the football team, and you guys are just like. I, 
sucks to suck. Like, you know, sucks that we lost Dak, but I don't want to give up anything to try to make this team a winner when I think he's the guy anyways. So just think about that as uh, Dallas keeps creeping on. Like, it'll be fun to see if Jerry finally gets fed up if they get beat up on on Sunday and makes a phone call. Maybe they try to get Jimmy G or Mason Rudolph or uh, someone else in a trade to uh, come down to Dallas and uh, step under center while Dak uh, heals up. Plus, he gives Dak more time. He can actually come back when he's healthy and not uh, rush along and take a chance of hurting himself again. But that's it for this week's Feast Football Friday. I'm the cake. Thanks for listening. We appreciate y'all. Remember, head out to SkyMint Premium Cannabis, a portage. Mention that you listen to the feast and you'll receive 10% off your order. Uh, I hope everyone has a great weekend. I hope everybody enjoys uh, college football on Saturday, the NFL on Sunday, and the Monday night games. Be back Tuesday morning, 8 a.m., where you get your podcasts at, and I will be right here with you to run down the week two of the NFL action. And like I said, keep a lookout on the Facebook page. Uh, Go to shop.spinebustersports.com, pick up some merchandise, and keep supporting us all the way we do. All the ways you do, we appreciate it so much here at Spinebuster Sports. Thanks. I will see you Tuesday, 8 a.m. And go out there. Spinebuster life, everybody.